Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Payments Monitor, the daily podcast featuring insights on banking, payments, and fintech. Good morning. Welcome to the Payments Monitor. My name is Faisal Khan. Today is the 9th of December, 2015. Some stories trending this Wednesday are, as you might have already heard, there is a little commotion going on around the internet after Wired Magazine published an article yesterday that very likely points to the identity of Satoshi Nakamoto the creator of Bitcoin. The name? An Australian entrepreneur known as Craig S. Wright. Whether or not Mr. Wright, spelled with a W, is actually the right Satoshi Nakamoto would have little or no bearing on the future of Bitcoin and the blockchain technologies. Those are essentially runaway trains. What is interesting is shortly after the announcement, coincidental so so they say, the Australian tax authorities raided the home of Mr. Wright apparently on some pending issues he has with the tax authority down under. The creator of Bitcoin Satoshi Nakamoto also holds a substantial cache of Bitcoins worth to be somewhere around around the four to five hundred million dollar mark. So even if Mr. Wright is the real Satoshi Nakamoto, we will all be excited for a few weeks and then I guess it'll be business as usual. All this remains to be seen. TransferWise, the online money transfer startup co-founded by the ex-co-founders of Skype, who also happen to have the venture capital backing of Sir Richard Branson, got their money transmitter licenses in the US. Just two for now. While searching through the NMLS database, I found out that the TransferWise was issued a license for the state of Maine and one was awarded earlier in November for the state of Texas. TransferWise was working with PreCash before PreCash decided to exit the authorized delegate business and that left TransferWise to go and seek a temporary association with the bank via an FBO or for benefit of account relationship while they applied for their own licenses. Two down, many more to go. How big of a problem is money laundering in the US? Well, the estimates vary, but by any stretch of the imagination, US and European banks laundered more than $500 billion to $1 trillion a year. Half of this laundered money is by US banks alone. Over the last 10 years, between $2.5 to $5 trillion of criminal proceeds have been laundered by the U.S. banks and circulated within the U.S. financial system. Willful money laundering or willful breakdown of compliance and anti-money laundering rules by the banks themselves remain as the biggest unsolved issue amongst regulators and the banks. No matter how many tight controls you set in place, the banks, when the management in, in banks, when the management is hell bent on allowing tra- a transaction to go through, they will find a method to do so. You may have heard of when there is a will, there is a way. Correspondent banking, which has trillions of dollars in assets and thousands of banks worldwide, is in an, is in another arena where anti-money laundering efforts are being tracked by the U.S. Department of Treasury, expanding its tentacles to financial institutions who trade and or settle in U.S. dollars. The problem is not going to go away anytime soon. James Petrus, professor, I couldn't even say that, professor of sociology at Binghamton University wrote this paper titled US Money Laundering, US Bank Money Laundering Enormous by Any Measure. It is a paper worth reading. The link of the paper is given in the podcast. As a payment and banking nerd, I'm always fascinated by statistics. So imagine my surprise when I heard Turkey has 2.3 million POS machines and has a population of approximately 80 million people. But what was fascinating is a country to which thousands of financial services institutions are looking at today. 
That country is Iran. Everyone is on the sidelines waiting for the wheel of sanctions to be lifted so they can do business in this deprived country. Iran, which has the same population as Turkey, 80 million, has Turkey beat hands down when it comes to the number of POS machines deployed. Iran has a whopping 4 million POS terminals installed, nearly twice that of Turkey, which sites, which, you know, Turkey, I mean, look at that, which sits on the border of Asia and Europe, has an EU, is an EU candidate country, a NATO member, while on the other hand, Iran, which is subjected to various economic sanctions where Visa and MasterCard don't work, has somehow managed to build a POS network of 4 million. How is this possible? Well, you'll have to wait a month or two. I plan to visit Iran to find out exactly how this happens and will document the journey. Sweden first introduced paper currency in 1661 and that did not bode well. I don't have the details for it, but for once I research it enough, I will let you know. However, today Sweden has declared a war, well, a kind of a war, and that war is on cash. Sweden's central bank is now pushing policies and prompting digital money rather than paper money. Paper money is expensive. It's used for many nefarious purposes, of the prime one being able to skip taxes by having a parallel economy or a grey economy as they say. ATMs are disappearing just like the phone, just like the payphone. The environment is set so as to discourage cash and encourage electronic money. Frank Holmes of Business Insider has written a detailed piece on this called Sweden Declares War on Cash, an article worth reading given a perspective of things to come in Europe. Last but not the least, Microsoft embraces Ripple after offering, after offering blockchain as a service via Ethereum. Marley Gray, Microsoft's Director of Technology Strategy for U.S. Financial Services, says, quote, We are exploring how the Interledger protocol can be used by the Azure enterprise and developer community to enable new and novel use cases within the Microsoft blockchain as a service offering, unquote. Interledger is Ripple's recently introduced protocol, which enables transactions between distributed and traditional bank ledgers as part of the package. The price of one Bitcoin is $420. Market sectors are all down with the exception of energy and utilities. European and Asian markets are also in the negative. Gold is hovering at 1,078 mark, whilst oil is under 38 at 37.95 per barrel. That's all for today. You can access this podcast and all its links on www.paymentsmonitor.com. The podcast is also available for free on iTunes. My name is Faisal Khan. You've been listening to The Payments Monitor. Have a good day. Speak tomorrow.